quality phys ed and phys ed are two different things. And, you know, a quality phys ed teacher didn't create a lesson 20 years ago and still does it because it's convenient and it's easy. And that's just what we're talking about is that customer is, is the children coming into our gymnasium. So what's new? What's innovative? What do they want to see? Etc. It's not what is easy for the teacher. It's what the teacher knows and what's the teacher like. No, that's not important at all. You're the least important person. Your job is to give information and give it to our kids, but turn them on at the same time. Welcome to the Movable Podcast, where we interview using education, movement, and play from around the world. Here's your host, my daddy, Brian Lane. Today's guest is a former athletic director who, during his 27 years, saw his school amass 232 league titles, 185 Section 5 titles, and 16 state championships. Here to talk more about his career at Victor Central Schools and hopefully give us some secrets to his success, please welcome Ron Wickham. Thank you, Ron, for taking the time to talk to us today. Brian, it's my pleasure, and we'll, I'm sure we have an interesting conversation over the course of our uh, interview here. Oh, I'm sure. How, how's retirement going for you? You know what? Um, as much as I enjoyed the job, and I really did, I loved Victor. It was just a great place to be, and I don't miss the job. I miss the people. I miss the student athletes and students. I miss the coaches. I miss the teachers. I miss that part. Do I love retirement? Yeah, I love every day. And uh, it's not like, oh, my God, I'm looking for something to do. And I'm busy every day. And I love it. It's just a completely change. And probably it was the right time (laughs) to retire concerning what has happened in schools and the pandemic. So, you know, sometimes it is the right time. So things have worked out well. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I I know you're busy with at least the council of administrators thing, right? So how, how many, how many different things like that are you involved in right now? Well, it's a council of administrators, which, which does keep me busy. And I enjoy that. And I spent six months down to Florida and at the okay. condo that I'm at, condo association, I just got on the board of directors, hmm. board of directors at the condo association. So somehow I seem to get involved with things, and uh, you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy being involved, and you think you can add something, and uh, you know, it's like anything else. You have to give of your time if you believe in something. So whether it's COA or the condo association board of directors, <laughs> those are great examples. Yeah, sounds good. What what have you been doing uh, exercise wise? How have you been staying active? Has that I, been tough? No, I no, it hasn't because <laughs> you know to me, and I believe this. There's nothing more important than your health because if you take away your health, Brian, what do you have? So it's not when I plan my day. I plan what I'm going to do exercise, what I'm going to do health wise for myself. Then I plan my day. So I'm a guy that I'm a walker, so you can walk anytime. I like to ride bikes. I ride bike, cardiovascular. I still weight train. I've 
do all my, I have my plyo balls, I have my dumbbells, I really believe in that. I've been playing a lot of golf and I always have a push cart, etc. I'm not very good, but I probably enjoy not being very good, but I love golf. I just yeah, yeah that's right. Good. So my day, I always plan, what am I doing health-wise first? Because you know and I know, if you say at the end of the day, oh, I'm going to go home at the end of the day and I'm going to work out or I'm going to, we don't do it. So mm-hmm. do it when the body is the freshest. I do it first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. When I was at Victor, I was at school at 5 a.m. I would get my workout in, grab a cup of coffee at the desk at 6.30 and raring to go. And hmm. Always got me fired up. <laughs> yeah, good. It's like that, uh, was it Stephen Covey who says, put first first things first, right? I, that's a great Covey saying it is. And, you know, I, I just, I'm amazed that sometimes people say, well, I don't have time to work out, but do you have time to be ill? Do you have time to not be with us anymore? I mean, mm-hmm. I, to me, it's just, there, there is no choice. Work on being healthy. Yeah. No, that's great because honestly, the hardest thing for me since starting to teach from home last spring when everything happened is I, I'm such a habit, creature of habit, and I have so many routines and everything that once we got sidelined like that and we were at home, it was really hard for me to establish a new routine and figure out when I was going to exercise and all that kind of stuff. So now that I've finally gotten that routine, now we're going to be going back to school again. So I got to switch <laughs> up. But and it, it, it does. Just before I went to Florida, I had my shoulder replaced, the whole thing, the ball oh, wow. and everything. And uh, that was quite a layoff. And it slowly talked about routine getting back into working out, getting back into the routine, doing the exercises that the PT and, uh, you know, and it's gone from Florida. I had my routine in Florida and now I'm in New York, but you do it. You have to work at that routine. You know, we're, we're not at gyms anymore. I'm not at Victor Central Schools in the fitness room anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm in the living room and now I've just adjusted it and I've made some uh, workout room in the basement. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do this? What am I going to do in my workout? But we, we have to work at that. And we have to be very cognizant that health comes first. Yeah, I agree yep. with you. Yeah, you're right. So what was your childhood like as far as sports went? I know we talked before the started, we talked a little bit about kids going back to playing in their backyards and all that kind of stuff. But I'm curious to see what it was like for you when you were growing up. So grew up in a small town and you're going to be, or maybe you're not aware, you're not if East Rochester yep. where every single um, student, every child knew every parent in the town. Everybody knew everybody. Hmm. You know, we played can, we played horse, we played wiffle ball. We'd go to the pasture and we'd mow the pasture and we'd make a baseball field and <laughs> we would and we would make plates. And, you know, it, it was it was just so much fun doing that. I mean, just we played until our parents called us in at night we never were inside i mean it was just go 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 and and it was just playing with the neighborhood kids so you know growing up that was it it was play with the neighborhood kids and you just did things and you had fun with it and you were on bikes you're you know we had an outdoor pool 
Everybody took lessons. You stayed in the pool for hours until they kicked you out of the pool. <laughs> so, you know, you can say, what was your uh, upbringing? It was activity, activity, activity. Acti and it was, it was literally, Brian, an entire town being active. But that yeah, that's awesome. All towns. I mean, that's what you did. And, uh, you know, when I got into, if you go a little further in high school, you know, East Rochester back then was the home of champions, and uh, that was a nickname for it. And uh, I played football, I wrestled, I played baseball, and just stayed active again all all through my uh, high school career too. Yeah, <laughs> fun stuff. That's great. It makes me jealous because I, I had a little bit of that growing up, but not as much of that as you. I mean, I had the whole like my mom would tell me when the street lights come on, then you come <laughs> back home, and I remember shoveling off. Uh, ponds when there's snow on there so that we could ice skate and all that but it wasn't to the same extent as what you had it and now it's totally different these days why do you why do you think there's been such a change is it do you think it's just a safety thing parents don't feel comfortable having their kids out you know it's not one single thing number one you mentioned it is a safety thing you know when we go out when you went out brian we were in a neighborhood Mm -hmm. It's almost like you'd leave your house, you're a couple blocks and, and the neighbor's parents were watching or the next door neighbor was watching you. And there was never this danger and the stranger is going to get you. We never worried about it. I mean, it just, just it didn't occur. So there was that parents felt safe, kids went out and, and now it is different. It, mm -hmm. it, it's very unfortunate. The other thing that has occurred too is, you know, is obviously there's there's the computers, there's the gameplay, and some kids get into the house and they stay there, or the parents are saying, we're not home yet, you go into the house, you can stay into the house, turn on the television, do the games, you're on the computer, et cetera. That mm -hmm. is true. So a lot has changed. And, you know, uh, when I was, we, I had two parents Father worked, mother worked part-time, but somebody was all, always there. I had older sisters and brothers. They sort of watched you, et cetera. So it was that family, you know, that structure that was there. And it's different now. That doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's not good it, and it's not wholesome, but it is different. And it's more challenging when you're a single parent, et cetera, to do things. So it is more. So it is a degree of challenges that face us now as far as kids being active and they're not as active as they were. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's tough to see that, see that change over the years. And hopefully there's one, one, hopefully in one way or another, we can reverse that trend somehow. I mean, just getting kids off the computers, off the TV. I mean, it's going to be tough now with school online all over the place, but just encouraging kids to just get outside first and foremost, I think is a big thing. I, I think too is, you know, is what, whether I was in Florida, I'm here. I have seen more people walking than I've ever seen in my life. I so agree. that is a good thing. Brian, go out and try to buy a bike now. You yeah. can't buy a bike. And I think families are biking together. Families yep. are walking together. So there's there are some positives that are occurring, and I think we are seeing some changes. And I think people realize that the healthier that I am, maybe my survival rate in this pandemic is better. I, mm -hmm. I you know I need to get out. 
I need to be active. I think families do realize this. So I think, you know, are we seeing some positive changes? Absolutely, we're seeing some positive changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I, I would say your job, Brian, all phys ed teachers' job, you need to, when kids are in school, turn kids on to physical education. So when they're done with your class and they leave, they can say, you know what? Mr. Lang's class, that was so much fun. I had so much fun. Doesn't matter if you're an athlete, non-athlete. Every single kid who walks into your classroom is an individual and they're different. Your job is to connect them, connect to them, turn them on. So they just love activity, love what you're doing, etc. So not only are they active when they leave your school, when they leave Churchville, but you want to make them active adults for life. So that's the role. You can say, what is the role of physical education? It's to turn kids who are going to be active for life. So they're going to be adults. And I think if we, you know, kids are going to pick and choose different things that they like. Our job is to turn them on and tell them how important being active is and what are the benefits to it. And as you uh, have phys ed class, you have to talk about nutrition, you have to talk about activity, you have to talk about heart rate. That's the role of a physical education teacher. Turn kids on. So uh, to me, the phys ed is never more important or critical than it is right now. It is really critical that we don't just abandon phys ed, you know, and it's difficult. And we we talked about the beginning of this recording is that some kids are going to be face to face. They'll get physical education. Some kids will be hybrid. There'll be two days. Now Mm -hmm. we're doing activities. Is Brian going to connect with them those other days? And some kids, we don't want to go back to school. And I understand parents are nervous. Absolutely understand that. Mm -hmm. And that's their choice. But now, where's the activity coming from? Can they continue? And I don't think there's going to be a parent that doesn't send their kid to school that says, you know what? My son or daughter needs to be active. It can't just be schoolwork, schoolwork, school. Yep. It cannot. There's got to be that balance, you know, that sound mind, mind in a sound body philosophy. So there's, there's some real challenges, you know, for people like yourself, young people like yourself who are in physical education or in schools, you know, I'm sure you're starting to plan. What do we do face to face? What do we mm-hmm. do red? What do we do for kids who don't see us? What do we do synchronous instructing? What do we do asynchronous? There's so many challenges that face you now, but, you know, I don't think there's a parent that, that's going to say to you, well, it's all right. Maybe it's too much. It, 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 it's, 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 no, your job, teacher's job, administrator's job. How do we make this work? How do we service our young people and our parents the best way we can? Are we going to make mistakes? Absolutely. Hmm. We've got to face those mistakes, correct them and do better. You know, do better every day. When you make a mistake, say, okay, what do we do? How do we regroup? How can I, how can I be a better teacher in the next day for my students? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, thanks for that. I mean, that's uh, what I love hearing you say is your philosophy on the role of PE in school, because the content is important, 
but just the fact that we need to turn them on to physical activity so that they enjoy it, they look forward to it, and they want to continue being active outside of school and for life. I totally agree with you that 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 is our main objective. And all the other stuff that comes along with it is vitally important still, but we can't we can't forget about that main objective of making it fun, making it making it exciting and making it attractive to them. You know, I was at Victor, we were very content oriented and, and we taught and we taught skills. But I'm going to come back to what you just said. Nothing is more important than connecting with kids. Once you Mm -hmm. connect with them, they trust you. They understand you. They know that you care about them. Then you can teach content. But you got to understand that every kid is different and you can't treat them the same. And they're not all going to like activity the same. So your job is to how do I get into this kid's mind? turn them on and move them along the spectrum. And somebody will say, well, that's hard. That seems real. Yeah. Teaching is a hard art. It's difficult, but that's Mm -hmm. why it is an art. And, and, And you're the head of that class and how are you doing it? And I think caring and connecting are, are the, the most critical pieces. Yeah, I agree. So to back up a little bit, when you graduated high school, did you start college as a phys ed major? Or were you in something different and then transitioned into that? You know, it's funny. I went to uh, East Carolina University on a wrestling scholarship. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and that worked out extremely well. I did wrestle all four years, and I went right into uh, the major was uh, health, physical education, and driver's education. All kind of of wrapped together, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I stayed in that field for about, um, oh, 12 years, and then I moved to administration, et cetera. Okay. So you know, I, I taught, I coached, et cetera, and then just uh, the administrative thing called, and then uh, I ended up there. Yeah. So then you were an AD, you've been an AD since 91, or you were just at Victor no, since no, 91? I was, I was actually the AD since 91, yeah. And, and, okay. Um, you know that's different, and it, 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 one of the you talk about physical activity. When you're, I don't know if people understand how active, quality, good phys ed teachers are during the day, and how much energy you burn, and the calories, and what you're doing every day. And then for me to go to the office and be in that office from you know six thirty, and you know ads, I'm leaving at seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and it's. It's if I didn't get that workout in the morning, think about it. it would have yeah, you're really, not going to get it. That really would have changed my life. So, you know, that's one of the reasons that, yeah, I, I worked out in the morning and felt great and got that workout in because you go from being this super active phys ed teacher to being this director behind this hmm. desk. It is much different, much different. Yeah. yeah. And just the workload. I mean, I can't even imagine, especially now with the COVID stuff going on, but even before that, just the workload that you guys have on you, you know, that, it, that, that's a major change from being a PE teacher. You know, Victor, we were one of the fastest growing schools in New York State and sometimes the only growing school in New York State. And when I started there, we were probably 2,000 kids. When I left, we were probably 4,700 kids. And, you know, we had 82 different teams and, you know, 120 coaches and 24 phys ed teachers. And 
it was just a huge job. And it seems like, you know, if you're not on all the time and you're not staying ahead of things, you can get buried in the job um, real easily. But, you know, the good part is, and, and, and the thing about being the director of health, physical education, athletics, there's so many positives, so many positive mm-hmm. kids. You know, the phys ed teacher and phys ed program at Victor was just sometimes we were the people say the number one program in the state and maybe the nation. And you just go in there and seeing great teaching going on, connection with kids. That's rewarding. That's just so fulfilling to see that. And one of the things we did and some of the units, oh, my God, our units were crazy wild and they're all over the place. And when teachers came to me and said, I want to try this, I want to try that. Fine, you know, do the scope. We call it scope sequence. Do this unit plan and tell me all the different um, skills we have to do, and we'll we'll let the let the uh, your colleagues look at it. But uh, you know, that was the fun part. And then going to athletics, and you see the kids try so hard, and you know, obviously they win, they lose, the champions through the years. I mean, it was just it's exhilarating. It's it's fun, etc. So. You know, it it is a different job, and in in, in aspects, it's it can be so rewarding and so fulfilling, and it's so exciting. And you know, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, when you're at those, you know, and I think about each state championship you're at, and that's the pinnacle. You're there, and the kids win, and you yeah. just watch the kids when that occurs, and just watch their faces, and then the connection to the parents. Is, there's there's nothing that is better than that. It's just fun, and I was glad to be a part of all that stuff. And that that was yeah, that was rewarding, real rewarding. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, that's a that's quite the career that you've had there with all those different accolades from all the different teams. Obviously, I know of the numbers that I read, you weren't the head coach for all those sports, but to be <laughs> kind of the ringleader of the program as a whole and everything, and to be involved with that is just that, that had to have been a very special time. Well, you know, I, I think, and, and I think most ADs would agree with this. You're, you're probably their most important job as far as in the realm of coaching is coaching the coach. And I always said, you know, it's, it's we're going to do it the right way. Philosophically, mm-hmm. you know, education comes first, sportsmanship comes first. You know, that, that's the critical piece. Um, then is how do I support my coaches? What do they need? How do they feel when they walk in the office? I've got time for them. I'm going to listen. I'm going to support them. You know, and, uh, you know, some people would say, you know, geez, he was pretty tough and he really, he, he held the bar high. You know, you got to hold the bar high. You absolutely do. You know, if you talk about our phys ed teachers, there's not a phys ed teacher say, well, it's easy at Victor. No, there's hmm. not any easy days. We worked. It was hard. I held the yeah. bar, bar high and same with athletics. And you hold the bar high, but you build a relationship with your coaches and you support them. And, you know, we had that success and you're right. I, I think you, you said it well, Brian. I didn't, I didn't coach a sport ever at Victor. But I hired great people and supported them and connected with them. What what do we need to be the best team possible, but doing it the right way? Having class, having our kids have class. You know, if your coaches have class, have character, are great role models, what's going to happen with your kids? 
they're going to pick up what the coach does. And, you know, nothing is more critical. You know, we can get banners and banners are great and sayings are great and all that stuff. And I was never that rah-rah guy when that came. I wanted to hire the right people, solid, that was going to send a message to our kids. And when our kids make mistakes, and all kids make mistakes, there's not, you know, Mm -hmm. we correct them and we correct them the right way. We tell them what they did wrong. We move on and they've learned a lesson because, you know, that's what athletics is about. You know, the, the percentage of our kids playing at the next level is minute. You know, I always say mm-hmm. you play athletics because it's a fun experience. You like the sport. You like your friends, the camaraderie, and you're doing it for your school. That's the fun. If you so happen that you are talented enough, it'll happen. You'll go to the next level. You know, sometimes parents mm-hmm. you know, get caught up in scholarship, scholarship. Uh, don't worry about that. If you're talented, you're talented. It'll work out. Enjoy the sport to enjoy the sport. Well, so you mentioned that you never coached the team at Victor. So I guess the real question is with your drivers that experienced, where did you ever drive the bus at Victor to bring kids to any, <laughs> any games? <laughs> you know, what? I, I, ne- I never drove the bus, but it, <laughs> it's, you say that there was, there was a teacher, Bob Thompson, he's since retired and Bob did a lot of uh, trips to the Adirondacks. He started a club, the Outdoor Education Club, where they'd go to the Adirondacks for three or four days in the wilderness, and they cook wow. up there and stay outside, and they experience the wilderness. And Bob got his bus license to take <laughs> his kids to outdoor. And it's funny. Good for him. When Bob retired, he passed the torch to Kelly Ahern, another phys ed teacher with this incredible outdoor education background. And now she's taking kids to the Adirondacks <laughs> and doing the same thing. And this club has survived and Kelly's got her license and she takes them. And that's one of the, one of the many unique things we do at Victor. And, and this Kelly Ahern started this um we do a, a, a mountain biking course off campus and we store the mountain bikes right on campus. We drive the bus there. The kids get out. They hop on these mountain bikes. There's probably about 30, 40 trails in this drier park and uh, the town cooperates with us. Just fun things over the years that we did. And just like that, the town of Victor has another park and we keep our uh, canoes there and we bust the kids over. Okay. We get them out. We have instruction in the canoes, and it's Bountain Hill Park. And it's if you went to Bountain Hill Park, got out of the bus, you say, "This is like out of a storybook." It's pristine. They're <laughs> in there, and and they're in in the in, in the canoes, and they're having fun, and they're learning. And I'll never forget the time that I hopped on a bus to do an observation with, and um, it was with a group of kids with special needs. And uh, they were going in, and uh, I started getting heart palpitations and, and got a little nervous. And there was no reason that I should have been nervous because it was the greatest class in watching these kids hmm. soak up information, learn from this instructor. And were they scared and some fearful, right? Yes, they were scared. Did they all do it at the end of the day? They did. And that was the rewarding part. Can you imagine? Yeah. 
how a kid feels when they've accomplished something like that. You don't think they yep. went home that night and they're talking to their parents. They probably talked the whole night through about the experience they had in physical education. And there's an example is, you know, some kids with real special needs, but not being excluded, but being included. Yeah. That sounds like an awesome program, that outdoor education club that you guys have. So I know this is a little bit off topic. We didn't, you, I didn't ask you to prepare for this or anything, but it sounds like the people that you hire there at Victor have amazing qualities within themselves. And that's obviously part of the whole master plan, I'm guessing. So as far as hiring goes, what is it that you guys are looking for at Victor, especially in the phys ed program? Uh you want somebody, you know, and this is, you know, it sounds cliche, but you want somebody who's going to be dedicated. You want somebody who's always going to do more than they're asked, not just do what they're supposed to do. You want somebody who's going to grow as a professional every year. You have to, have to have teachers that connect with kids. And, you know, when we first went into, this is probably 20 years ago, Brian, we went into doing assessments, K-12. Probably 21 years, I went to our staff and said, look, I'm going to observe Brian today and you're going to pick a unit and we're going to do assessments at this, uh, in this particular unit. The next year I met with my staff and said, okay, let's do two or three units. Let's say you're at the high school. It doesn't matter. High school, elementary, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And the staff said, no, if we're going to do this right, we're going to do assessments in every single unit for the year. So we went into full assessments. You know, and that's the type of staff that we had is that, you know, we can do this. This is going to be hard. You know, and, and I think what is definitely unique, and I don't know if there's a lot of places like Victor, is that every single teacher does assessments, uses a curriculum that we've created, stays with the curriculum, et cetera, that we follow. So if we're doing a unit and we're doing a unit badminton, we're going to say for uh, ninth and 10th graders, these are the skills that you have to teach. You don't have a choice. This is what we've made for you. This is our curriculum. And then certain skills, we say, this is what you have to assess. So I think that, you know, going back to the right teachers, when I would meet with candidates, I would say it's going to be very difficult. I'm always going to challenge you. There are no days off. Here's how we do business here. You will assess. We are going to use the curriculum. And if this isn't a good fit for you, then you need to call me up and say, this just doesn't work because (laughs) the bar was high and the bar was never going to be lower for any one individual. So we were all on the same page. We're all in the same course, singing the same song. And that was the thing that I think was, and I think as the years went by, it just seemed my role wasn't as critical as, colleagues to colleagues you know they Hmm. seem to do it all i seem to do less they seem to be better experts i seem to be less Hmm. uh they just seem to get better and better and i just didn't you know it's like when i was a brian it's like i don't know if i have that much to add this guy's really smoking he's got it all and you know and so and that's what you want you want the teachers they took the initiative 
they were leading the charge. They became the experts. And, you know, my job was to make sure that I could support them in any way I could. And, you know, what happens with directors of physical education, athletics, Brian, where the, where the fires burn brightest for an AD? Well, mm-hmm. it's athletics. I mean, there's some fires that someday, you know, you, you got the whole fire department there and you still can't put it out. <laughs> and so sometimes what happens is that we tend to not pay as much attention to physical education as we should, even though we're, we wear these multiple hats. Yep. You know, I always kept that in mind, but I always had, and I'll mention one couple teachers, the Bob Thompson, the Kelly Hurd, Shelly Collins was a high school teacher, would constantly come into my office and say, Ron, we've got to do this better. We're not doing this. You know, hmm. we're, we're falling down here. And, you know, they were frank enough to tell me where my shortcomings or the, or the programs and, you know, how inspiring that is. That's when you're at the pinnacle. You know your program is it's running on all cylinders when you have teachers coming to you and saying, we've got to do this better. Mm-hmm. We're better than this. And, you know, I had Christine um, Phelps down in the primary, you know, it always come up and we, Ron, here's what the primary needs. And we've got to do this better. We've got to have this language. We're not all on the same page. And just that's, that's inspiring. That's, hmm. that's what I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Yeah. And what a good leadership example that is to, to have the humility to know that you might have some weaknesses in some areas and just lean on your experts that you hired and and trust that they know what's best right now for the kids for the curriculum for the school. I don't I don't think enough leaders do that. I don't think enough people put that much faith and trust in the people that they hired. And if they did that more often, you would have more thriving programs like that. You know, example Kelly Hearn, I mentioned she's part of the outdoor ed and we had a new rock wall uh installed into our uh one of our gyms. You know, and and Kelly led the charge. What do we get? How do we do it? What's the plan? And when I go observe Kelly and rock climbing, Brian, am I going to really, I mean, I can watch her teaching techniques, et cetera, and she's a great teacher, but she knows so much more than I do. Yeah. When she's out on the trail on a mountain biking, and sometimes I'll get on a mountain bike and I'll be <laughs> behind the last, last, last kid. Yeah. She knows that much more and she's an expert at, I don't know that stuff as well. And it's really, when I go, I learn every time that I'm going. So, you know, that's, be, and that keeps me young and at heart, et cetera. And, you know, and Shelly Collins, um, you know, when she started um, uh, self-defense for women, it was a new at the time and she brought it forth. And then all of a sudden we want to do spinning and she brought that unit in and just different things. And it's just, you know, those things keep you young. It keeps the kids excited, you know, and I think sometimes we forget Brian that, you know, the customer is our kids. Yep. So what do the kids want, what turns them on? What's new and innovative? What can they take when they're leaving the high school that they can continue to do? You know, when you're doing yoga and you're doing spinning and you're doing rock climbing and, you know, you're, you're, you're on the bikes, you're in the canoes, you're, you're taking them to the Adirondacks. These are things that they can do for a lifetime. You know, when we're, we're teaching golf, we're doing a lot of things. And that's, that's what I say. Let's turn kids on. Mm. Not one thing is going to be, 
I, you know, some kids are not going to like mountain biking. Some kids might want the bowling. Some kids like badminton. Some kids like the table tennis in the gym. You know, it's all different. But a variety of activities and kids will gravitate and they'll find what they like. Yep. Did, did you guys offer choices? I'm, I'm guessing you offered choice in high school, but did you offer choices all throughout K through 12 or? It was really, you know, it's really the high school level that was the choices. And I think the thing, you know, what we tried to do in the elementary is that, you know, we had a philosophy about being active. Uh, the FIT principles was our overarching principle that we all, K-12, that we all, we believe in this. Hmm. So a lot of times at the at elementary level, we would take a Friday, we would make that, you know, an activity day. We would have a day where we're giving information on nutrition, et cetera. So we always tried to incorporate those things. Yeah. Okay, good. I like I liked the analogy you kind of had or that you mentioned earlier about the kids being the customer. Because I always think of I always think of it the same way. I think if our students were paying for our service, if they were if they had money in their hand and they were going to pay us for our job teaching them, would we would they come to us? Would they continue to come to us and continue to pay us for it, or wouldn't they? Obviously, we have to give them what they need, but at the same time, if weren't if they're not enjoying it, like you said, they're our customer. We got to make them happy. You know, quality phys ed in phys ed are two different things. And, you know, a quality phys ed teacher didn't create a lesson 20 years ago and still does it because it's convenient and it's easy. And that's just what we're talking about is that customer is, is the children coming into our gymnasium. So what's new? What's innovative? What do they want to see, et cetera? It's not what is easy for the teacher it's what the teacher knows and what's the teacher like no that's not important at all you're the least important person your yeah. job is to give information and give it to our kids but turn them on at the same time and so you know i always say if we're not adding something new and not challenging we're not doing our job mm-hmm. you know and there's too many ways with the internet and conferences etc There's so many ways to gather information. We've always got to be working on that. You know, we always say to our kids, you know, you got to be lifelong learners. You got to keep learning. Well, so to our adults, Mm -hmm. you know, our adults have the greatest role models as far as I'm going to challenge myself. You know, I'm teaching this unit. I'm not real confident about it. You know, I'll give you a war story. This is probably 15 years ago, maybe longer. Hmm. Right. We decided to, I, I really, I'm a big believer in dance in schools and I think dance should occur K-12. That's just my philosophy, whether it's right or wrong. I just, that's how much I believe in dance. Yeah. All right. So we tried to do dance at the high school. We never did. Uh, so we decided to do ballroom dancing. <laughs> Well, you know, the teachers like you, they took it, you know, is is a phys ed course like I did. But, you know, how many years ago and you didn't use it? Yeah. So we decided to do ballroom dancing. So our teachers took a course in ballroom <laughs> dancing, relearned it and came back and then did it. And, uh, you know, when I first started, we didn't do a lot of dance. And, uh, you know, it, and. At Victor, we do it at every single level. And I'm just a big believer. You know, kids are always sometimes a little hesitant in the beginning when they get to dance. Once they get going in the flow, they all love it. It's yeah. just an enjoyment. 
yeah, they do. You know, you've taught it. Yep. They'll, they're schoolish and et cetera. It doesn't matter what level, and and they get into it. They really do get into it, yeah. Oh, that's great. How, how did the teachers react when, uh, I'm guessing, you guys signed them up for the adult ballroom lessons? Or, or was that yeah. voluntary? Did they want to do that? Actually, they wanted to do it, and they just said, look, we can take – and actually, it's funny. I was running – Adult education at Victor when I first started. Don't ask me about that because it gives me get nodges to talking about. So through the, this program that I was running, adult education, we had ballroom dancing. So I just say, hey, look, if you want to enroll, I'll I'll cover the cost and let's take it. And we had a great instructor at the time, so we took it right on campus. Wow, <laughs> so we're that's down. awesome. Yeah. That should that should be your uh, initiation process for new recruits, new hires that you get there. You got to put them through some ballroom dancing right away. Well, you know, I, I remember when we started off and uh, Kelly Hearn and we were doing uh, before geocaching, and you know, it's just things have progressed, and we're doing orienteering. So it started there, and okay, this is good, and then okay, what's the next progression? Okay, now we're doing geocaching, and it's just. It's hmm. funny how things have changed through the years, and that you know, you again, you keep moving, you keep going, just like in our campus. You know, your campus is probably the same way. Is we can do snowshoeing, we can do cross country skiing in our campus. We're on 177 acres, and we can do a lot of things that normally some campuses you can't do. So we, we take advantage of that. You know, we yeah. can do roller skiing on, on, on our on our um, driveways, et cetera, and we can block it out with buses to keep it safe. And, you know, we have that latitude to do a lot of things on our campus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly, hearing you talk about that, I, I really wish that there was, that there were more opportunities for PE teachers to collaborate from school to school. You know, it's funny you say that because there's the organization for our area, which is called Central Western Zone. You know, there's a gentleman there, Eric Cole, and, you know, you could get to Eric and say, Eric, you know what would be a great uh, Zoom conference, and we could do this, is get phys ed teachers, anybody who wants to join from the whole zone, not just uh, Monroe County, and let's collaborate and let's see what we're doing. You know, you could break it down K3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. What's new? What's exciting? What you can do? It. And, you know, maybe that's the one good thing about Zoom. Mm -hmm. You can have a conference. You can do this. And everybody who wants to can join in a heartbeat. You know, I'm yep. running this. Uh, I'm the president of Council of Administrators. And we were supposed to have an in-person conference in November. Hmm. Well, that's not going to occur. But we are going to have a virtual conference. It's going to be um, September 30th, October 1, October 2, uh, October 3rd. And so we're going to do a virtual conference. Okay. And, um, you know, and that's, that's one of the benefits is that we can do it. And, you know, I thought it was important to have this conference early in the year to get directors information to help teachers like yourself, how do I support Brian as he has to juggle so many balls doing face-to-face -face hybrid and online education. Yep. And actually uh, this Friday, 
I have a Zoom conference probably with about 100 directors from across the state. And I've got a specialist on online education who's going to work with our directors. So, hmm. you know, that's, yeah, that's great. Of professional development that it can occur and it can be ongoing and it can occur to directors and directors are going to get that information and go directly to people like Brian. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Hopefully I might reach out to Eric then and uh, see if we can set up something like that, because just like you and I talked about earlier, I might have zero expertise in ballroom dancing, but maybe I have an expertise in something else that I could offer to the, our network of PE teachers and we could all do the same thing. You know, and even a unit is, is, let's say, soccer. You know, when we play soccer, we don't play 11-11 soccer. We play three-on-three, two-on-two, small-sided games, let the kids be their own officials, let their kids call it, et cetera, that type of thing. And then within that, you can talk to a, maybe a, somebody who's a guru in soccer saying, hey, what drills are you doing? What are you doing? How do you get every kid involved mm-hmm. when we're having a unit, you know, in, in the days of playing 11-11 and kids walk up a field and down the field and never get the ball because you know and I know it's 11-11 and Ron Wickham's not very good. Are you going to pass <laughs> me the ball, Brian? No, yeah, you know better not. than that. But if you go two on two, three and three, now we get all kids involved. So, you yep. know, I think there's a lot of ways, a lot of different ways to do phys ed and we always got to get away from traditional or what we've learned you know sometimes it's unfortunate as i work with principals and superintendents through the years some of them didn't have a great experience in phys ed so my job and victor every time there was a new superintendent there was a new um principal i sat with them and talked about what phys ed and victor's about and why it's different. Hmm. And I don't know if we take the time to do that, to educate our administrators. And not only would I educate our administrators, I would educate our board of, board of education. Yeah, And we would constantly do presentations about our programming in front of the board. Because once you got the board s- sold, guess what? You got everybody sold. Hmm. You know, and we have this um, PE in action night at our K3 building. And we invite the parents in. Not to watch what our kids were doing in a unit, but to participate as students in an activity that we had for them that day. And every single parent who walked out of the gym said, you know what? Phys ed was never like that when I was a kid. Hmm. So we just turned on hundreds and hundreds of parents to phys ed. And it was the beginning saying, this ed's going to be different in this district, and you just witnessed it. That's amazing. So you would have a night dedicated to just bringing parents in and teaching them the stuff that you're teaching the kids and letting them participate? Right. So the parents would join their students in the unit, and we would break okay. the gym up into four different spots and then kind of rotate. And it's so important that parents see that, guess what? We're teaching. Yep. We're not just rolling the wall out. We're teaching. And just because you're teaching doesn't mean it's not fun. It is mm-hmm. fun. It, it's parents, they enjoyed that experience. And that I always said that was a great first experience for all of our parents. And obviously, a lot of our board members had children. Now they're their child, and they're going to go through it and see the fun, the laugh as they're walking out. We're selling all the time. 
Mm -hmm. We're selling all the time. Yeah, I think that's a that's an overlooked area too, is just that connection with the parents of the kids that we're teaching and trying to establish that communication right out of the gate so that they know what we're doing and they know what's going on in PE. Because I think a lot of times we fall into the bad habit of the only time we talk to parents is when we're calling them or sending an email home about a problem that happened in class. Instead of communicating with them on a positive note right out of the gate about this is what we're doing. And if, as a matter of fact, you can come in and do it yourself on this night. So I think that's great. You know, and I think too, is, you know, those notes we send home or those, you know, call up a parent and just say, you know, I had Brian in class and I, I got to tell you, it was such a pleasure to have him. He, he, you know, uh, a student was struggling. He went right over to that student. He helped that student out. He, he really guided that student. Boy, I'll tell you, you would have been proud of him. And he's been a role model in our class this whole year. Oh, my God, is that my son you're talking about? Yes, it is. It's, you know, and we have to do that. We have to take the time to point out the positives because there are so many positives. And that is part of the job. And that's a critical part of our job. And, uh, you know, I, I do. I think there's phys ed teachers in Victor that have made a huge impression on students. Not athletes. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about students who come into our physical education classes because they cared, they taught, they listened to kids. That's, 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 it, it, it'll be impressions for life and our kids have come back and connected and talked to our teachers about that when that occurs then you know you're doing something right Mm -hmm. all right so before we completely wrap this up i just wanted to ask you what i mentioned in the very beginning what is the secret to your success there you've talked about a lot of different things and obviously i know that there's many ingredients here but is there a secret you know, I don't know if there's a secret. I, I think that what worked for me at Victor was um, it was getting to know and hire the right people. And it's so many people that I hired, it's, it seemed like I knew their parents. So I knew their parents were great people, character. And then I'm hiring Brian and I know his parents. I know I'm getting a great person. Mm-hmm. And then Brian comes to me and I'm going to say, Brian, you know what? We, Victor, we, we have a lot of assets. We can be really good. Tell me what you need to be the very best. Let me know. Tell me what your plan is to be the very best. Let me see that plan. I'm going to be around you. I'm going to support you. And when there's bad times, guess what? I'm going to support you. And if you need correction, I'm going to correct you, etc. So I just think that, um, we got to the point where we had coaches that were just very excited, connected with kids. We're doing it the right way, and we supported them, and then we grew, and we had great staffs. It just, um, you know, sometimes maybe it's being at the right place at the right time, and it's just uh, – Things took off, and then, you know, Brian wins uh, the first sexual championship, and Ron Wickham's going – Oh, geez, I want to do that. Hmm. Then Brian went first, you know, um, uh, state champion. And, and you opened the door and everybody says, you know what? We can win state champion. It is possible. We can do this. Yeah. So it, it, it snowballed. And I think the coaches, more than anybody, 
set the bar very high for themselves. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you know the story. I, I moved us from the Finger Lakes to Monroe County, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And when I first did, Brian, I was so nervous that mm -hmm. we were going to get chewed up and spit out by Monroe County. Yeah, bigger schools, what, tougher competition, right? Absolutely. And what it did for us, it made the bar go that higher. Hmm. So Monroe County was so good. We had to perform with them. And our coaches didn't look like, oh, why did we go to Monroe County? This is too much. No. How do we get better? What do we have to do? How do we emulate Monroe County teams? How do we get better than Monroe County teams? Hmm. So we always had that, that fire going all the time and that spirit with our coaching staff. And I think one of the things that helped us absolutely was going to Monroe County. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. That I mean, That's a, a, a risky move to take, too, because, like you said, you could have had coaches that were really upset about that. But obviously, because you're starting the process with hiring the right people, you know, you know that they're going to embrace that because they want the challenge and they want to improve and they want to get better. So I think that's, that's you great. Know, you know, we were in the finger lakes. We're winning championship after championship after championship. And it's, and then you move to Monroe County and said, can we even compete? And we quickly, you know, we started off as a division three school within two years, we moved to division one. When I went to division one, I had to come back home and tell my coaches, I was as white as a ghost. Yeah. I wanted to throw up. Right? Yeah. I, I, was, I was like, this is it. We're playing Fairport. We're, we're playing Churchville. We're playing Gates. We're never going to compete. Yeah. And I was like, what have I done? And you know what? Our coaches, they, they amazed me. They just embraced it and met the challenge. So, you know, it just it, it's working with some great human beings that just love the challenge. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, before we go, do you have any advice, any parting advice to uh, teachers and coaches about this upcoming school year? Because we all know it's going to be different. So what are your, it is what are your be, thoughts? It, it's going to be different. It's going to be challenging. And there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to sugarcoat and say, you know, it's all going to be okay. No, I, I think the role now of administrators, of teachers is saying, here's what we have. How do I make it the very best for the students are here? Is it going to be hard? Is it going to be challenging? Yes. How do I learn every day? How do I help these kids, etc.? You know, at the end of the day, you know and I know. Are we going to get through it? Yes. We absolutely are going to get through it. You know, and I think is I'm a firm believer in how attitude will drive what we do. Attitude is so important, and you have to be optimistic. You have to believe that this can work. And when you doubt it, the kids will see the doubt. So you've got to go in with that positive attitude and say, yes, we can do this. There's going to be challenges. We're going to overcome these challenges. I don't care how big they are. I don't care they're Mount Everest. We're, we're going to meet these challenges. We're going to make this work the best that we can. And, and when you do fail, and you are going to fail, we're going to fail across the whole state. How do we learn from it? How do we get better? You know, failing's not a sin. Failing is okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to fail. You know, and to, you know, it's that collective piece. You know, as a team, we can do it. It's a team, whether it's athletics, it's a team, 
phys ed, it's a team as a school dresser, all, all being it together. And, you know, parents are, it, it, they're going to be all over the place. And our job is to say, okay, let me put myself in that parent's shoes. How do they feel? Yep. Okay. Now I, I know where they're coming from. I listen to them. How can I help them? You know, we don't want to go in this thing and say, you know, all parents should do that. No. Let's understand. Let's understand where parents come from. How do we do our best? You know, and then the, the thing that I always ask my staff, and we'll kind of close with this, is that have the passion, have the commitment. If you have the passion, you have the commitment, we're always going to be okay. No, we're going to be better than okay. We're going to be great. Those two things I can't give you, they have to come from the heart. Well, very good advice. Thank you very much, Ron. This was great getting to talk to you about all this stuff. I really appreciate it. Brian, it's been my pleasure. I wish you the very best.